This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I am here with WBEZ and Vocalo Radio's Ayana Contreras. Hi, how are you doing? NPR Music contributor Serena Turos. Hey, Robin. And from Radio Milwaukee, Tariq Moody. Howdy, Robin. It's New Music Friday, the day of the week when most new albums and EPs drop. On this episode, we're looking at the best releases out now on March 3rd, starting with Kali Uchi's. Her new one is called Red Moon and Venus. This is the song Hastaquando. Yeah, Kali Uchis is this Colombian-American singer. This is her third album. And I was really surprised to see that I think she is kind of having a mainstream moment right now. And she has made it to the mainstream, I think, almost by like staying in her lane. She's always been a student of old school R&B. And I feel like she just said, okay, well, when you guys are ready to recognize that dreamy R&B is that girl, I'm here. And all throughout this album, you can hear classic Motown and that girl group stylings. You know, it makes you just want to like sway side to side just listening to her. And she writes in English and Spanish. She said that she has a second album coming later this year that's going to be entirely in Spanish. But there's such an ease to the way that she transitions between lyrics. And for somebody like me who, who's also bilingual, it's hard to even recognize when she makes that switch. It sounds so naturalistic. I think this is a really lovely album. When the single I Wish You Roses dropped in January, it was kind of a taste of the thing to come. And we play her a lot because I think, you know, to Serena's point, she really does fit in really well with the very R&B, soulful scene 
But at the same time, I do think her bilingual music really strikes a chord with a lot of people who are first generation and relate to a lot of different, seemingly disparate, but clearly not disparate cultural touch points. It feels like it's an homage to amazing Black women uh, R&B and soul artists throughout this record. Whether you hear Minnie Riperton on the track, Moonlight, with that freaky great bass, or Worth the Wait with also another great uh, artist, Omar Apollo. very sensual song but it's not sensual in in the sense of like what you hear in R&B today like it really talks deep about relationships and going deeper but I really love her embracing of you know most of the previous leases are very pop but this is really paying homage to a lot of stuff that's from the 60s 70s and 80s on this record at least for me yeah these songs aren't without their worries and troubles but overall just a real celebration of love I thought all, all and all the different kinds of love Kali Uchi's her third full-length album out today is called Red Moon and Venus. Also out now on March 3rd is a new one from Masego. Masego's got a new album out today. It's self-titled. This is the song, What You Want to Try. I'm in Detroit with Khadija, fighting feelings, rolling real. It's organic, how we speed through midnight moments, pouring vehicles, 15 minutes of fame, or 15 minutes away from finding love in the way. Form is you someone to wait for? Is he trying to stay on the right? Or is he trying to, is he trying to leave the back? Take it to the altar if you want to slide. Renaissance drive, baby, make a ride. So, I don't know. I feel like Masego might be one of my very favorites right now. This is an album for me with no misses, which says a lot. I like to use this very broad description about albums, and I, I, I like to say, well, is it an album as opposed to just right. an album? You know, <laughs> did it achieve the moniker of a complete multi-track thought? And I think this is that. He's the king of metaphors. A lot of his <laughs> records have amazing metaphors. One of my favorites on this album is he takes... Afraid of water, the conception of being afraid of water in the song Afraid of Water. My baby shallow, she afraid of water. She says she can't swim. I think I'm a caller. Yeah. My baby shallow, she afraid of water. She says she can't swim. Don't know why I even bother. And really went deep into it as being a metaphor for being afraid to dive too deep into a relationship. I think he just is really good at taking a love song and making it not cliche. Because how can you keep talking about love in the year of our Lord 2023? I don't know, but somehow he's able to 
make that work. To that point, I, I do think this is an oddly timeless record, and yet it feels extremely of the moment. That's a delicate balance. You know, uh, sometimes something can be so of the moment that in a few years it sounds very dated. And some almost feel like the very best time capsule of that sound during that moment could be this record. And if I was going to create a time capsule of what soul music sounds like in the year 2023, I would put this at the top of the stack. Yeah, I would agree. Ayana, his tour is pretty much sold out and the show in Chicago sold out. You're in Chicago. Can you help a brother out? <laughs> Wait, it's too late. I don't know why you always wait so late. But well, everything sold out fast, though. Like, but, well, uh, but, you know, he had some hot features. I think that's where yeah. a lot of it is coming from. Because he's not having huge chart success, but his features have been extraordinarily well-received. I was surprised that this was his debut album. I thought he had been around for at least a decade. And I think that does speak to the way that he has positioned himself, um, you know, by hopping on these features and making a name that way. But when I opened up, opened the album, the first track I saw that like spoke to me was Black Adam. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. we got we got to play this one. What, what's <laughs> going on with this? I did some digging because I realized, I remember this last, one of the singles from last year, I think it was last year, 2021, Passport, was inspired by this mm-hmm. trip to Japan. And then, like, realized how black hip-hop and black culture is intertwined with anime. But this is, he's just playful. I think he feels like he's enjoying life on this record. Yeah, I think you can hear almost his childlike fascination with mixing and matching these sounds. I think black anime that you referenced, I think it's remixing the cha-cha slide which made me laugh out loud. And I think, you know, what makes it maybe sound of the moment and has the capability of transcending beyond this moment is because it has a fan-like quality of a love of music. And I feel like that comes across so strongly. You talked about some of the reference points in it. He also uh, cribs from the melody to Tom's Diner, the Suzanne Vega song on the track that we opened with, uh, What You Want to Try. Masego, his new self-titled album is out now on March 3rd, along with this next one that we want to highlight. It's the debut full-length from singer Yasmin Lacey. It's called Voice Notes. This is the song Legacy. Sweet summer rain When you party I cut the train down Broken really something in the war in the UK that I love so much. The cross-pollination of genres, the jazz, hip-hop, R&B just, just bleeds so effortlessly. And I mean, it might have to do with this country so small. 
and people just collaborate a lot. The album explores the space between Flying Lotus and Soul Quarians. Music feels hopeful, but then there's a lyric where it goes, Today I'm the person I didn't want to be. Shadows of myself, you bring out the dark in me. Music is just this informational jazz kind of vibe, and I just I just love this album. It just really hits the sweet spot for me, and it really represents what's going on in the UK. What I think is so interesting, Tariq, is that you brought up the production, but you didn't bring up her voice. And I think fail. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, she is a singer. I, th- I, th- I think you know. Maybe because my first introduction to her was on that Blue Note Reimagined album where she does I'll Never Stop Loving You, which is it's very stripped down, very vocal forward. And so I walked into this wanting to hear that voice. So it's very interesting to hear someone who clearly has paid attention to those little playful, flirtatious licks and riffs and is able to also inject her own personality into it so well. There's a timbre to the album that reminded me of Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Like, it was hard for me to pinpoint why, and, and the only thing I could think of is that there's this sense of community across the record, which you certainly get in the Miseducation of Lauryn Hill, but also this warm analog feel. I mean, it definitely is of a time and space. Like, there is definitely, I mean, it doesn't sound like it's an homage, right? It doesn't really right. sound, quote-unquote, retro, but it does capture some of that spirit Yasmin Lacey is the singer. Her debut album out now is called Voice Notes. We still have a handful of other releases that we want to flag for March 3rd. But first, we need to take a quick break. This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Dive into the chilling new Hulu original series, Under the Bridge, the riveting adaptation of the acclaimed true crime book. Based on shocking true events, Under the Bridge tells the haunting story of a murder that lays bare a small community's darkest secrets. Go deep into the hidden world of the town's tormented teenagers as detectives race to solve the sinister crime. Starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone, Under the Bridge is now streaming with new episodes Wednesdays, only on Hulu. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. Your next trip is closer than you think with the Venture Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Do you ever wish you could get your stories in three hours rather than three minutes? Or maybe you're sick of doom scrolling, getting your news in bits and pieces. That is where Embedded comes in. We bring you documentary series that will change the way you think about things. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. When the economic news gets to be a bit much... Listen to The Indicator from Planet Money. We're here for you, like your friends trying to figure out all the most confusing parts. One story, one idea, every day. All in 10 minutes or less. The Indicator from Planet Money. Your friendly economic sidekick. From NPR. 
It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Ayana Contreras, Serena Turos, and Tariq Moody. And we're looking at the best albums out now on March 3rd. We start the second half of the show off with the Australian singer and guitarist Jen Clower. Their new album is called I Am The River, The River Is Me. This is the song, My Witch. If you want to be my witch, lay it on me, be the ride you hitch when you hit that perfect pitch. I want to be, want to be that switch. Yeah, you're going to make me sweat. Give me what you got, what you want to get. Pull me in and hold me down. Show me with a look what you're going to do now. Honey, that ain't no shame. You're getting what you want, got to give it a name. It's more than a feeling. Baby, when you take it slow, I don't want to miss any part of this. No, it's more than a feeling. Yeah, Jen Clower has been instrumental in building this scene in Australia that has all of these rock acts that have broken through in America, like, you know, Courtney Barnett or Camp Cope. And for me, I feel like our society doesn't give a lot of space to centering narratives of women over the age of 35. And as somebody who's really anxious about growing older and who's always seeking out the wisdom of women who have lived some life and have something to say about it. I was so excited to hear this album from Jen Clower, who who doesn't identify as a woman, but is really talking about a lot of these things that resonate with me about being halfway through the journey of life, but still trying to look forward with some optimism on a song like Mana Taka Tapui. Or the song Being Human, which has this great line about how to stay open when everyone is closing, you know, their hearts and minds. And there's also a lot on this album about the indigenous people of Australia and wisdom to be gained through thinking about their beliefs and philosophies. Jen Clower has Maori ancestry. And, you know, they talk a lot about grappling with political responsibility as an artist and as a person. And on a song like The Wild... the door stop classifying things which is about what we owe the land as well as what we owe ourselves i thought this was just a really powerful album i love how they really bring their own entirely original voice to these songs like on a cut called being human I was listening to this and I was thinking, this sounds really familiar. It, it's like something Wilco would do. And in fact, the melody on Being Human is a lot like Wilco's Spiders Kid Smoke, that song. 
But then Jen Clower brings in these other voices on this song, Being Human. Yeah, it brings a lot of power to it. And to your point, Robin, they do have this casual, easy delivery, which I think can be deceptive. You think that it doesn't take a lot of skill to be able to do that, but it does have this warmth to it. And I think it's hard to make it interesting and you have to think a lot more about shaping and phrasing. And to me, a song like Being Human, it just sounds like a friend whispering reassurances in your ear. Jen Clower, their first new album in five years, out today is called I Am the River, The River Is Me. Also out today is a new one from the singer and artist Child. His latest album is called Better Luck in the Next Life. This is the song Running Out of Hallelujahs. This particular song, I wrote down a note as I was listening to it that it kind of reminds me of Beck, like 90s Odelay breakbeat mm. type music. That's what it was. That was the vibe I, I was it. getting Yeah, from totally, it. yeah. And that's not the only song that kind of gives you that feel. I think in general, it's interesting because my reference point to Child is features on tracks by groups like Emotional Oranges and more recently on um, Candy Drip from Lucky Day. This one where Child is able to really stretch out and be the lead person, it's very flangy, very watery. I was thinking of it as being sort of shoegaze soul, you know, Mm. like like that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. Good For Now opens up with like this Mellotron run. Also actually features Lucky Day, returning that favor from Child's role on Candy Drip. Um, There's a lot of grunge elements, like almost pop grunge, though. It's not like a very obscure 45 that you find at a like Seattle record shop that nobody's ever heard before. It's the fair that was on pop radio in Cleveland. God bless Cleveland. <laughs> how, about, how about this one? I want to give them their flowers. They they deserve it. PM Dawn. I, mm-hmm, I want to listen yeah. to Bliss album after this. I'm like, PM Dawn doesn't get the credit for what they have done. And like, I feel like PM Dawn inspirations throughout this album 
but I just love how he blends the styles and genres in a way that just seems like you don't have to think about it. The thing I enjoy about the record is also maybe a consequence of the way that people listen to music now in that the source material is very muddy as to where it came from and what is referencing what. Because it's like, it's a whole bunch of stuff all at once. And Mm -hmm. I don't know that it needs to be pure anymore in that sense, right? Like it doesn't need to sound like any specific time, Mm -hmm. space or artist in order to be authentically pulling from different spaces. Yeah, I think that's something that unites a lot of the albums we've talked about in this episode of a lot of these artists are students of these genres, but they're also massive fans. And I feel like the music that comes out of that, you know, the influence is present, but it's not overpowering. They're making their own art out of it. Child is the artist. His new album is called Better Luck in the Next Life. This was another packed release week. So before we wrap up the show, let's share some of our personal favorites out now on March 3rd. Serena, we'll start with you. I'll start by mentioning something that I think a lot of people are going to be talking about all year which is the show Daisy Jones and the Six, which premieres on Amazon today, and its soundtrack is also dropping. Um, I haven't heard that one yet, but I just want to mention it because it does have songwriting on it by like Blake Mills and Phoebe Bridgers. But the album I want to shout out today is a debut by the band called Hello Mary, and it's a self-titled debut. This is a trio of women from Brooklyn, and two of them are fresh out of high school, and they're a rock band with really tight harmonies, and there's a lot of synergy to what they're doing. They're writing their music and lyrics in tandem. It is 30 minutes of just back-to-basics rock and roll. Treat. I picked debut release from Audio Aces, Lotus Glow. French Caribbean singer, bassist, producer, blends soul, funk, and R&B, kind of a retro sound that I really dig. But the really thing I love about her, I, f- I follow a lot of basses on Instagram, and she showcases her bass skills. That's the why I love her so much. Her, her bass playing is just killer. All right, and I have to note that for the first time ever, the complete back catalog from the legendary rap group De La Soul is finally out on streaming and digital services now after literally decades, decades of legal disputes and delays. Basically, unless you had the CDs from the 1990s, there was no legit way to hear this music. Even the CDs became hard to find. But the band has won back the rights to all of their master recordings, and you can stream and download all of the music now. We're going to have a deeper dive on De La Soul's music in an upcoming episode of All Songs Considered, where we talk about what it means to finally have access to all of the music again, particularly for new audiences. So keep an eye out for that episode. But for my pick uh, for this lightning round, I want to flag a new album from Spectral Quartet and Julia Holter. It's called Behind the Wallpaper. 
Spectral Quartet, a group from Chicago, and Julia Holter, a singer we followed for a while now. Together they've made this really lovely, transfixing album. It's part ambient, part contemporary, classical, very atmospheric, with Julia Holter's voice at the center. Really gorgeous. Spectral Quartet and Julia Holter, the album Behind the Wallpaper. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. My thanks to Ayana Contreras, Serena Turos, and Tariq Moody. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. Thank you. If you want to go back and see a complete list of everything that we played on the show, you'll find it in the description of this episode in your podcast feed. You can also hear full versions of all the songs we featured, along with a whole bunch of singles that came out this week in our expanded New Music Friday playlists. Just search for NPR in Spotify or Apple Music. And be sure to sign up for our newsletter to keep up with the latest Tiny Desks, playlists, features, and more. We only send it out once a week on Saturdays, and you'll find it at npr.org slash music newsletter. All one word, music newsletter. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. I hope you have a great weekend. Be well, and treat yourself to lots of music. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com. Jasmine Morris here from the StoryCorps podcast. Our latest season is called My Way. Stories of people who found a rhythm all their own and marched to it throughout their lives. Consequences and other people's opinions be damned. You won't believe the courage and audacity in these stories. Hear them on the StoryCorps podcast from NPR. I'm Jesse Thorne. Why did Cola Scola write a bonkers, extremely fictionalized play about Mary Todd Lincoln? Well, you know, it was 2020 and we were all so isolated. I, I just started doing research. Uh, but the truth is, I, no, I just thought of it. We'll talk about that and more on Bullseye from MaximumFun.org and NPR.